Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Laura Samara Sands. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Welcome to another episode of the Fishers of Men podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Today we have some very special guests. Uh, can you introduce yourselves, please? I am Pat, and I am a project manager, and I have been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now, and I am looking forward to sharing whatever information it is that we can share with you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, Pat. Uh, and I'm Susie, and uh, Pat and I are both in the Houston area, so another big state, much like California. We are both, well, older than y'all, but we deal with the travesty and tribulations of online dating. So we thought that we could all come together because, trust me, our stories have a lot of commonalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm in the medical diagnostics arena. In, in deal with sales and laboratories and things like that, but it doesn't seem to matter what you do or what your place is in life because uh, we all seem to have very similar stories yeah. to this technological dating world. <laughs> very interesting. And you, Susie, you also are involved in a ministry. Is that correct? Well, actually, what I, I've done a couple things. One is I am Catholic and I got my annulment, um, but I also became an annulment case sponsor. So I do help folks who are going through it because quite honestly, a lot of times people go, you know, in our shoes and they go to get a divorce from like a deacon who's still happily married or a priest who's never been married. And there's not always someone who's been in those shoes. Mm -hmm. So after I went through mine, it was such a growing and learning experience. I asked my priest if I could become a lay case sponsor and he allowed me to, but most of my singles activities have been on the thing, you know, technological. So Catholic Match, I think when you all had tried that in the past, Match, you know, the usual. I did go to a um, church singles group, and nobody knows my last name, so I won't offend anybody. But when I showed up, quite honestly, it wasn't necessarily for people who are really single. It was more of a widows and widowers group. Uh, and it just, no offense, it's just not where I'm in life. I'm at a different point. And it wasn't conducive for what I was seeking, but I have tried, tried being the operative word, the technological op options out there, uh, thus far not found any success. So. Oh, fantastic. Well, how about we do this? Why don't we back it up a little bit just so that we can get con some context in your lives as far as what your history is and where you are now in life. And of course, you don't have to tell your exact age, but because this is a specific episode that we are talking about older people, but that could mean anything. So can we say over 35, over 40 or? Yeah. I'm 47. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> no shame, no shame. No, no I, I, I really, to me, it's a number. I could really care less. I, I mean, it really is just a number. Amen. Uh, Actually, I was with my Cairo this week, and he was saying, you know what the peak that I w ever was was at 57, and that's when he did his first centennial bike ride, and I was like, um, I'm not even there yet, so good for you. 
so much to look forward to. Yeah. But, well, but you know, yeah, just get... full disclosure, I, I am someone who doesn't care about numbers because I have had uh, a cr- I've had type one diabetes for 44 years. So my age really is just sort of, it literally is just a number. Yes. You know, something like that is much more significant of who I am and what defines me and what controls my life than what my age is. Amen. And that's how I approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, aging number number. And anyway, we just get better with age like a nice wine, right? <laughs> And a nice yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Let's uh, let's do that then. Let's back up a little bit. Would you like to go first, Susie, and just kind of give sure. us a context of where you've been and where you are now? No problem. Um, as I said, I'm I'm 47. I got married when I was 25. Uh, supported my ex-husband through the classic daytime TV drama of second career medical school residency. Uh, we were married for 15 years, and then just like daytime TV drama, they find the newer, younger, faster model. Mm. <laughs> um, have two children, both in college, and I have been divorced for a little over seven years, and um, been self-sufficient. And you know, I—I I mean, I've been enjoying life. Pat and I have been friends since I moved to Houston. Girlfriends like this. You know, God blesses us with I know, that. Right? <laughs> and it's, it's always great to have someone walk in the same walk. But uh, that that's basically a very short synopsis of my story. Fantastic. And Pat? Yeah, absolutely. So like Susie, I'm not afraid of numbers. 49. Amen. Yes. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, like some of my my favorite actresses that I grew up with, like Nicole Kidman. She's forty nine. She's turning fifty. Actually, her birthday's this month, so she might be yeah. fifty already. But my gosh, you know, like I don't know what it is in the water, but like everybody <laughs> that is hitting into their fifties and sixties, I'm like, um, no, you're not. Well, yeah, you look great. Botox water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we need to go get some. Oh, no. <laughs> look no. at Demi Moore. <laughs> But nonetheless, (laughs) where I have been is, like Susie, um, I married when I was about 23 years old, and I have two children to show for it, two beautiful children. Mm -hmm. I was married 17 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I've been divorced now for Mm -hmm. about 10. And so it's been quite interesting. I think it's been not a bad thing, but of course, as we're going to talk more about the dating scene, we'll get into the challenges of that. And may I both ask, I was just trying to do the math quickly in my head, but your Mm -hmm. husbands were about 40 um, when, like around 40 when you divorced? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's about about that. That's interesting. Okay. I just, I wonder if there's a correlation. I don't know. This is not that episode, but I wonder. But I wonder. You ask that gentleman back again, and you yeah. talk about midlife crisis, right? I'm wondering that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that could be a good future episode. Yeah, fantastic. Well, great. So you guys are here because you guys want to kind of share your story. And thank you for supporting our podcast by listening yeah. to us. Actually, you- I think you're the first guest that we've had on because you contacted us and oh. <laughs> as listeners. Well, you can tell I'm a wallflower, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's fantastic because we are obviously doing this because we do want us to have a platform for, for all of us, women and men together, just trying to figure out life, figure out love, figure out 
what we do as we go in our walk with God and as we are also made for relationship, what do we do when we're not in relationship or when our relationships are crumbling or when we're just in that place where we are fine with being single, but yet we live in this context where people look at you and base judgment on you because you're single or not or whatnot. So this is really great. We just wanted it to be more conversational, but is there anything particular that you can say as far as what you've learned in the last seven years or 10 years now that you have been in that place of maybe being above 35, single, just trying to, I mean, like, are you actively looking for that next somebody or are you just kind of on pause and you're letting God do his thing or are you like swear off men altogether? I mean, where are you at in this, in, in this journey? Um, I personally, I go, I listen to your podcast about dating fasts. Mm. Um, I've definitely had those time frames where I'm just like, you know what, I'm done with this. It's such a game and you have nothing that of good that comes of it at the end. But I try to remain optimistic. I say I kind of do a combination where I am online, I'm on match right now. And I I do try to let God do the work though, because as a priest said to me one time, you know, kind of like that old joke where the gentleman's hanging on the side of the mountain and and people keep offering him help to pull him up. He's like, no, God's going to save me. And then he dies. He's like, God, I thought you were going to save me. Well, I did. I sent you a rope. I sent you a helicopter. Why didn't you do anything? So my priest likes to remind me that, yeah, God will place someone in your life, but you still have to be an active participant in yes. that. Yeah. But do I honestly know that God intends me to remarry? I don't. I honestly don't know that. I hope he does. I feel I have a lot to give, but I think that will come in time and and in God's time, unfortunately, not mine. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously the big frustration, at least for me personally, as that goes. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I have certainly tried online and I think I am in a place now to where whatever happens, happens. Would I love to remarry? Absolutely. But do I love me and who I am and what I've become in these last 10 years? Absolutely. So in the event that he doesn't show up and certainly me doing my part um, as well, because I do believe that we are supposed to do our part and, and that, you know, it's not going to come via UPS on the doorstep. If it could happen yeah. in Legally Blonde, why not in our lives? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I, I, I think that I've kind of left the match.com thing alone and some of the others. I've tried several others as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that real quick? Just what have you tried as far as online or otherwise i don't know i know we had a uh episode on speed dating for example like did you did you try other things or alternative things so yeah as a matter of fact i think i would try the speed dating thing but that's another conversation so but like Susie, i have tried i tried the singles ministry at at a church first right and i found that there is it seems like 50 ladies to the one guy in the room so okay couple of times of that and and certainly more than a couple i decided well i don't think this is where you know uh, it's going to happen and of course this is at church right yeah 
but and nonetheless, I tried that. I've tried um, online. I've tr- I'm sorry, not online. I've tried on time. I have also tried plenty of fish. I've tried a few different ones. Something called Zeus um, oh, and Zeus. Match. Yeah, yeah, and Match. So just kind of trying to fill out the waters, and I found that you find a different type of individual on each. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a sort of brand to match versus yeah. plenty of fish versus. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so, some of them, I decided, nah, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and close this out right now. <laughs> and then some of them, I said, like, match. I have taken my subscription and I have um, gone back in several times to to um search yes yeah to search and i guess to renew um the subscription is is what i'm trying the word i'm searching for but like i said right now not on match don't have any issues with it other than and you'll probably go into this a little bit later and we can wait it's more than just looking for a date, I found. Um, guys are looking for, you know, if it's not arm candy, it's someone to sleep with. Or it's, you know, yeah. how about you take care of me? You have your house, your car, your job, your blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and so just a, yeah. a number of things that have kind of turned me off and right. just right. decided, you know. Well, we are big proponents about online dating. Uh, we, we kind of think that you can meet anybody anywhere, right? And You can. Well, but I also think that it's horrible because I have to do it. You're married. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's well, right. My, my point, I mean, we believe that it's not inherently bad as a way to meet people, but it's just the, the day in, day out. Yeah, but my point was, my point was going to be that um, it, it's kind of, sad to hear that because that is probably a sampling of just dating in general so if that's what it is online which can be intense and enhanced as far as the awfulness of dating um i feel like that could be translated into just the real world of where you can meet anybody because if that what if that is a curated profile for example like what it what does it look like out here in the real world off your screen where are you going to meet people if they're all kind of awful? <laughs> well, so. and not just that, but we were talking about this um, before hopping on Skype with y'all. I mean, it's, it's all relative, but in some regards, I think it's even worse when you're older mm-hmm. because you do have these 40, 50-year-olds looking for 20-year-olds. Right. Um, but then also, let's just say they've already dipped their foot in the pool, so they're like, hey, sex with anybody, first date, exactly. let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you mention anything about chassis, they're kind of like, ooh, don't say that. You know, and then you also have, um, in all sincerity, the younger ones who are like, hey, you know, I'll just be there and you be my cougar and you take care of me. And you're like, what? So my thing has been no diapers on either side. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I like that. Well, <laughs> you, you both have mentioned that you have children, two yes. children each, correct? Yes. yes. Uh, what is that dynamic like? 
having been married before and having children out of that and I don't know the ages of your children but presuming that they are older and self-sufficient what's that been like and certainly 10 years ago is probably different than now just depending on the age of your children but was it different then is it different now like can you tell us a little bit about how that is our kids are actually pretty close in age and we both have a boy and a girl Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, actually, we have a lot of commonalities, and that's what I'm doing now. So, it's, it's all good. We do fun yeah. things. I would say definitely, you know, when they're younger, I, I wasn't so much, I was more focused on them and not so much on the mm-hmm. dating. I didn't put as much effort in it. It would have been nice to have someone in my life. But where now, I mean, my son and I in particular, we're very close. He's 21. And we'll even talk about it because they really, they want to see mom happy. Right. They are not at that point where they can understand. And I've said this over and over again. Yes, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Right. I really and am there's happy. A difference. There is a big difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not a needy person. I don't need to have someone in my life to feel complete. God completes me, not Absolutely. another person. And I think that, and I'm not saying this in any bad way, I just think that takes time and wisdom to really understand and digest that. And their dating lives, they're not at that point yet, on my side. Yeah. So for my two, much like Susie, I made sure that I focused on them because I needed the divorce to be a seamless um, event from going from having a dad in the house to not having a dad in the house. Mm. And of course, when I felt comfortable enough and with them and, and getting out on the dating scene, I did so. Now, here's the thing with that. I did not bring different people home into my house because if we are not serious, then you don't get to, to meet the children And we're not going to have the in and the out and shaking their lives up and that type of thing. So that is how uh, it has impacted, you know, my two or or how it has been. Has it been hard for you all to try to trust again with dating after divorcing? I haven't had too much of any trouble trusting. And I think it's that thing of when you, like Susie said, you're whole, you're complete you know what you're looking for. I think divorcing and learning yourself and those things that you like and don't like, you have to look for those things. You have to think about things with your head now, not your heart. So no, the trusting part has not been an issue, but when the red flag goes up, yeah, then yeah, you, you, you bow out. Can yeah. we talk about your red flags? Um, we yeah. had an episode on red flags, yeah. but I feel like it may be different from, you know, I mean, I, I think they're just different throughout every age. Like my red flags as a middle schooler, for example, was not going to be the same <laughs> as when I'm at, out of college and you right, know fully yeah. into whatever it is that I want to do with my life and work and all of that. And certainly the faith factor plays a big impact on how you feel about you know, the opposite sex and et cetera. Like, so all of those do play mm-hmm. factors. So just being like 
after 40, what has that looked like for you? How has it changed from what you were looking for, say, before you were married, before you were 25? I mean, that that's a big difference dating between, mm-hmm. you know, before 25 and then dating after 40. I mean, they're, they're absolutely different. Even if you haven't been married before, there's still so many things that you're thinking about differently about your life, about faith, about how people treat one another. So mm-hmm. can you speak to that a little bit because I'd love to hear your thoughts from the wiser women that have been through it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, that's a very good question. You want to take it or me? Uh, we can both. Go ahead. Okay. So for me, after 40, I found that I'm looking more for substance, like mm-hmm. you were saying, those things that are, are more important, um, faith, and I'm not looking for the guy who happens to be the most handsome in the room. He may not you know, appeal to some, but if he has the qualities that I'm looking for, then it is more important that I get to know that gentleman than the guy over there standing who who's really handsome and, you know, maybe the bodybuilder or what have you. So certainly life after 40 has been quite different than at age 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually I'm right in line. I mean, the mm-hmm. same thing. I, um, I have this goofy little process I follow online um, because I believe that you got to focus on your needs, not your wants. Right. So when somebody reaches out to me that first time I will, I will look at their whole profile or look at their pictures. Then I will not look at their pictures again while we're mm-hmm. communicating. Wow. I focus in on their words. I like that. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because unfortunately it is so, visually driven and i get that i mean there's no way to extract it unless you do it yourself and that's the only way i've found that and i do have my needs that are the only things i really make required obviously where wants i mean even we we were talking about this before (laughs) happened on here as well you know hey what if they're short tall fat thin hair no hair you know, which is a big concern, obviously, in our age, not yours. Right. <laughs> There's quite a few bald guys who like to hide it with a baseball cap. But those kind of things, I, I don't I don't focus on them. I, I really don't. I, I say, okay, does this person seem pretty reasonable to me? Yeah, because I know that I internally, God isn't going to sit there and say, well, I know I'm going to line you up with Mr. GQ. That's not how he works. So... I'm not going to work that way. And it also closes you off to a lot of great people, I think. I mean, I have not found another spouse, but I actually have made two very, very close friends. They have both remarried, but they're like brothers. Nice. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, incredible friends. But a lot of people go through this very dismissive, very visually focused. And I think you can miss some good people along the way when you handle it that way. So that that's kind of the process I follow. Right. Well, how about when you do meet somebody, I'm not saying to get into a serious relationship right away, but when you meet someone that you finally do like, whether it's online or you just happen to meet, what are, what are some things that, uh, as an extension to the last question of like, what are you are looking for? Obviously faith, you said Patty was a, a big deal of course. But what are other things? So you're, you're expressing the looks is not as important as it was like when we were 25 or whatever, right? And which is, which is wonderful because, of course, God sees us all the same. God looks at the soul. Right. God looks at the heart. For those of uh, us who are younger, who are those that are listening to this podcast, like what are the things, the advice that you might give them? Like as far as not looking at the exterior, what are some things that you are starting to more cherish and value 
versus just looks? So one of the things that I can certainly uh, add to the list that we've already mentioned with faith is communication, because it's so key in a relationship, because one, you need to be able to have a conversation with the person that you are attracted to or who's attracted to you or what have you. If you decide to marry that person and you go down that road, well, you know, there are some things you will not be able to do at some age, right? Like, <laughs> listen, be able to like each other. And that's and closer be able for to us have than that for conversation, you. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so communication is key. Right. And the big thing about it also is not just the friendship of the communication, but if I hurt your feelings, I would like you to express that rather than slam the door and run off. And then I don't know what's going on. We need to be able to, to have the conversation, talk to each other and express whatever it is we need to express to be able to move in the direction that we need to versus as you hear some people say, well, we just grew apart. Well, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I would say uh, another item besides our, the communication and the faith would be the personality um, uh -huh. of a person. It's very important. I don't want a jerk for a companion or a partner. I need someone. I like humor. I love to laugh. And I like to have that partner who... Um, can do those things or, or make me laugh or I make him laugh or whatever the case may be, right? But these are all things that I feel like where people may not see them as substance, they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and Susie, do you have some things you'd I, like to I would add? agree with everything she said. And speaking of communication specifically, so one of the other goofy things I was talking about with online, if somebody fills out their online and they say, I will fill this later. And then they put dot, 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 dot to meet the minimum. I'm like, eh, you're automatically mm -hmm. eliminated because if that's the most effort you're going to put into an online profile, I don't want to see the effort you're going to put into a relationship. Mm -hmm. So yes, communication, uh, the ability, point, point. I, I'm mm -hmm. not an editor, I'm not a teacher, but if you can't communicate and you know, just communicating basic sentences. I think that's pretty important in general to be able to communicate how you're feeling. Uh, again, I don't need Shakespearean prose or anything, but you need to be able to basically have a communication on email or an adult, or adult conversation. An adult conversation. Yes, that, yes. That's very so true. That the faith is super important to me. I would also say that something else I've kind of learned about myself is um, I. I personally believe that we should always be learning and growing in one way or another. That can be an online class. That could be volunteering in life. That could be learning a new skill. It could be anything, but you should always be doing something. Even if it's picking up a new activity, right. I personally, although that's not a need, I would say that I would definitely probably be more compatible with somebody like that because someone who doesn't believe in personal growth and who's stagnant also, I, I just think it's going to permeate other parts of a life and a relationship. So I think that's something else for me that I try to kind of dissect a little bit from somebody and figure out, okay, you, you may have gone and you got your degree or, or if you didn't, but are you doing something in your life to grow and improve or learn yeah. or whatever? Have some uh, sort of drive, ambition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I do like her comment. Obviously I don't want to date a jerk. <laughs> um, you want someone who's going to pay it forward in life. I, I believe in that. So I think th those are some things that 
I probably would not have looked as much at when I was younger, quite honestly. Mm, certainly not. I, I think once you go through divorce, yeah, and once you go through divorce, it is such an emotionally traumatic experience. That it is. No matter what, no matter what, what the context is or why it happened, it is. It just kind of rocks your world in a bad way. I think that when you come out on the other side, like Pat and myself have, you do fine tune and, and you you start to look for things that I, I never would have looked for at that age. And part of it is because of what I went through. Yeah. But then I also have to say part of it for me too was I am a huge advocate of annulments. They are just a wonderful growing learning process. And I'm not talking about sitting there and saying, oh, my ex did this. No, you turn that mirror and you look at yourself too. Mm. You say, what did I do? What role did I play? Because a marriage is a dynamic yep. between two people. Yep. But also, most importantly, how do I avoid repeating that mistake again? Mm -hmm. So for me, that was a huge benefit. And that also rolls into growing and learning when I look for somebody. I'd like to step back for just a second. And I know that, you know, during this conversation, we're kind of talking about, you know, you don't want to jerk and, and I, I'm not currently um, online. Now, I'm a proponent of online as well. It's just that right now that's not something yeah. that I am engaged in. Will I try it again? Likely so. Yeah. Right. And I have met some good people like Susie online and still talk to a couple of those gentlemen and they have not married or anything of that nature. But what I have learned on dating online and for those who I feel like fit the bill of those things that I was looking for and they were looking for the same things, they came with some other issues that I felt like were not pleasing or what I needed. Mm. Well, can I step back into then, if I may, since you both have been both through these traumatic experiences of a divorce, Yes. That, that af after such a long time, 15 years and 17 years, I can't even imagine that. Mm -hmm. um, after having gone through that and then being in this place of singlehood after 40, there must be times, even, even for us, that, you know, there's been times of singleness where you're frustrated and you hate, just think all men are horrible and, you know, you just go through these modes of life and just peaks and valleys of how you feel about the other sex. But what is some advice that you might be able to give our audience about where you might turn for help or turn for comfort? Clearly, friendship is a huge thing. Clearly. <laughs> and uh, this, this podcast, of course, again, mm -hmm. was a platform so that people could share their stories and not feel alone. What are other things that you perhaps turn to when you weren't actively dating, uh, regardless of that, dating or not dating, I mean, there must be times, even now. We'll tell you how we met. Yes. And, of course, with me, I have never really exercised before or when I was married. You know, you just don't have the time. And, of course, when I um, got divorced, a couple of things you you're in church more, your Bible study more. And of course, Susie and I met at the gym on <laughs> nice. the climber. Yes. yes. <laughs> so absolutely. I, yeah, I think that's great activities. Mm -hmm. It's good for anybody for any reason. Oh, it's so fun. You met, that's, you have a gym buddy. That's great. I yes. know, absolutely. Yes. And so I tell you another uh, thing that I uh, took up and that was dancing. Oh, sweet. What type of dancing? Yeah. 
It was two-step dancing. Nice. I love a it. A lot of new people. I would actually go to dances and and have an awesome time. But I have, I guess you can say that I've kind of stuck with the exercising <laughs> a lot longer than I have the dancing. But dancing is also exercise as well. Oh, absolutely. It's cardio. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, and I still have some of those friends in my life that I met in dance. So it's not just you know, you're alone. You also have to exert the effort not to be alone, not to feel alone if you are, which means you go for a walk in the park. I met a lady and, and, and hopefully we're not getting off course. I was in the park reading Purpose Driven Life. Nice. Sitting on the park bench, right? And a lady came and sat next to me. She started talking, what book are you reading? Long story short, she was going through a divorce, Mm. had not been out the house, told God she was lonely and that she would go ahead and go for a walk for the first time in God knows when. And she sat down beside me and we talked for hours. And when it was time for us to leave, we exchanged numbers and she thanked me for having that conversation with her. And she thanked God that very moment that she found someone to talk to and did not feel lonely. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So you just never know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's going to happen or how you're going to meet people. But that was one of the things I love to take walks in the park. I love to read. That's what yeah. I was doing when I met her exercising, singles ministry, dance. You know, God created us to be relational beings. So it's so wonderful that it's not just about that romance, you know, I exactly right. Very good point. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to see such good friends being made through the shared stories that you have and even strangers on a bench that want to talk about your book. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah. I, I would say another thing people can look at that I, I tend to do a lot of different activities or tied to different ones is I like to do a lot of volunteering. So I have volunteered with things obviously relevant to diabetes because I'm a diabetic, but I'm a, I'm a trained mentor for young, newly diagnosed diabetics. But my son and I also raise guide dogs through oh, southeastern, southeastern guide dogs for the blind out of Florida. He's getting his dog anytime now and they want to place one with me in July. So in that, but I've done stuff with like Shriners or whatever, you know, a variety of different things over the years, uh, even before my divorce, but definitely still with my divorce. And it's just, I'm a big proponent of, you know, always, always pay it forward. And I think if people remember that, especially after divorce, yeah, your life is rough and it, it's tough, but you know what? There, there is really in life. There's always somebody out there with much mm-hmm. worse things it going is. on. So it also gives perspective. And mm-hmm. you both are so jovial and full of joy. Yeah. I just see this like <laughs> life in you, and it's wonderful oh, yeah. to see. Uh, do you have a secret other than the? I mean, you you mentioned a few things that you do, but is there anything else that you could say? Because I'm such an extrovert. When I'm with people, I get that way too. Like, just very excited to talk and just to be with people. But is there anything else that you can suggest for people that might be in that place of either heartache or they're lonely or maybe they don't feel like they have people to turn to? I mean, you, you mentioned faith obviously being a huge part of your life. Was there some special prayer or special something 
in the spiritual realm that you could advise that worked for you? So for me, sometimes it wasn't a long prayer or a passage, and sometimes it was a passage. Sometimes it's just waking up in the morning time and just having a brief meditation, whether that's five minutes or 10 minutes. Um, but I also believe a lot of it is being grounded. I think a lot of it also is loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot love anyone else until you love yourself. You also have to understand that you are complete without someone else. That person doesn't Amen. complete. That person is like an accessory. They're your bracelet, they're your eyeglasses, or your purse, whatever that is, tie, whatever. But once you are happy with you, then I believe those feelings of loneliness and I don't have anyone to talk to kind of just go away. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll go eat lunch by myself. I like me. Right? Me too. <laughs> and so, and I think for the most part, I'm not sitting around waiting for something to happen. I make mm-hmm. things happen. And if I want to get excited about something, Susie and I will go to the ballet. I mean, we just well, do different well, things. For Mother's Day, we went yes. and saw this really, oh yeah, <laughs> pretty hilarious show. I mean, we just, you know, part of it is having good friends. It is. It really is. And and we can pick up, we may not see each other for all, and we can just pick mm-hmm. up like it was yesterday, yeah. you know, which is really cool. That is so I think yeah. that's a lot of it. it is. And, and also, um, I think, you know, tying in the next step of, of what Pat's talking about with loving yourself, that only comes if you know who really is in charge. Exactly. <laughs> and you know where that, that happiness comes to. from. It's all the big man upstairs. And even when you don't have someone to talk to, I... <laughs> I sit there, I, I try to say the rosary daily, you know, and I'm like, hey, I really could use help. But when you ask about a prayer, I know there was one that I stumbled on back then. I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Merton. Oh, yeah. yeah you I just read it. it. That <laughs> prayer is so yeah. appropriate. Is that I don't know what's going know. on right now, but I hope what I'm doing is what you want me to do. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what to do. That, that to me was... Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. How did that monk know that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that was something. And then, again, I go back to, for those folks who are Catholic, an annulment, I I cannot say enough about it. Not only going through the training, personally going through it, but also going through the training and learning the information behind it. Even friends of mine who've just broken up from relationships, I tell them, look, go print off the forms. It's free. You don't turn it into anybody. You get the same benefit. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, I have to back up because... You said you're such a big proponent of annulments, but this is something that's like a self-evaluation. You're not a proponent of people actually going to get annulment and divorcing and all of that. No, 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 no. I mean, like okay. people aren't just for married. clarification. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Somebody who's in a just dating relationship and it ends, but it, you know, and they're all broken up. I don't understand. I'm like, look, print this off because no matter what, if you're honest with yourself. You will grow and learn. You don't have to be married to grow and learn to figure out what happens and what did I do? Because even in my situation, full disclosure, my ex, like I said, had the affairs. It'd be really easy for me to sit there and be like, oh, it's all 100% his fault. No, it's not. A marriage is dynamic. Now, does he bear greater responsibility? 
yeah. But without that annulment, I really wouldn't be able to dig in and say, where did I play a role? How was I part of it getting to that point? And that's where I think an annulment is beneficial for anybody, for any kind of a relationship that ends, that's a love relationship. So an annulment then, and forgive me because I, I don't come from a Catholic background, but um, sure. it's more than just what I thought, just kind of like the legalization of this uh, separation or, or whatever term you want to use, but this is more of a self-evaluation, like a taking inventory. Oh, it's a long questionnaire. It okay, is. so it's, Yeah, the formal petition is about a quarter of an inch thick. And it's a lot of questions, you know, goes through each diocese of the church. And the questions very much are, if you answer them honestly, it's really looking at, so from the beginning of that relationship, in particular, where were their weaknesses? You know, a lot of times we're in that honeymoon phase and, oh, he's lovely and it's unicorns and lollipops and I'll love you forever. And sometimes you're like, oh, but he drinks every single night and then he says terrible things, but I love you and it's unicorns and lollipops. You know, it's those kind of things. It's really stepping back and going, whoa. Can I find this online? Is it just something you could just- Yeah, you can. Actually, um, the Houston Diocese, in all sincerity, the Houston Diocese, there's a lot of other states um, and dioceses that send their people here to get trained because they have such a great system. They've been, I, I don't know what it is compared to other ones, but I know that they are considered one of the best, so to speak. But anybody can go on to the Houston Galveston Diocese. You go to Declaration of Annulment, I think is what it's called. You go to the formal petition. You print it off. Nobody knows. Doesn't matter. You fill it out yourself. You can see what your patterns are. You can see, you know, where did you mess up? I mean, obviously where they messed up comes to part of it too. But um, I I really think that self-growth and learning is one of the most important things anybody can do. It really is important. And if somebody says to me anyways, no, is my ex, my ex did da, 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 da. And it's all their ex is evil and their ex did 100% of everything. I'm like, wrong and that's not good for me because they haven't they haven't done the hard work inside yeah you do get that online you definitely do (laughs) you do great Mm -hmm. that's good to know yeah well i think that's a probably a good place to wrap up well i'd like to wrap up on yes we can wrap it up i'd like to wrap up on something more positive than an annulment (laughs) is there a favorite verse that either of you kind of clung to in the last 10 and 7 years respectively and and might I say that at 47 and 49 as well that you are Jeremiah 29 11 okay oh well that one is a good one that was a good one do you know it do you know it by heart I don't know the (laughs) full I know (laughs) but that's the I know I I know I have plans but Yes. Right. No, the plans I have for you. For you, right? Yeah. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. That's my favorite one. Yes. And I, I have several. I was trying to look up the exact numbers of them in my because I actually have them in my phone. So one of them is obviously the old one everybody knows: Corinthians, faith, hope, love. Of all these, mm. the greatest is love. Mm. Um, and then. I I have to say that, in all honesty, everybody's different in this, and some people get things from it, some people don't. I get a lot, and I found what really carried me through. I have this app that I use to say the daily rosary. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's in line with that, but for me, going to your mom, I'm really hurting right now, Mom. Mm. 
I got a lot of peace from that. I really did. Yeah, that's the rosary. Anybody can say at any point in time, and it doesn't even matter which one the glorious or whatever you're saying. For me, even to this day, I get great peace from it in times of stress. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to say earlier was uh, at 4749, you seem to just really have it together and know who you exactly who you are. And I'd like to just give that as a encouragement to those who are younger. It's going to be a lifelong process of trying to figure it out. I know that in, in the times where I felt the most lost is the times that I felt the most scattered and like I just didn't know my purpose. But I feel like in time, as long as you have your eyes on Jesus you will find that dynamic within yourself and then your dynamic with the Father and it will fall naturally to other people whether that is friendship or romance or whatnot. I think it is important to know that we are continually growing so thank you for being that encouragement just at your age you guys are younger at heart and it's it's an amazing thing to see and I love seeing the joy that comes out of it, even through all the trauma that you've been through. I just really appreciate that you are able to be here, and we really love that you were able to share your story with us and the rest of the audiences. So, um, Well, thank you. We really you. appreciate the opportunity and that love listening to y'all's podcast. I know. <laughs> so that's really been a, really great to hear that... There is a lot of commonality, regardless of age, regardless of what state, <laughs> technology, yeah, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And and there's some really great that I, I don't remember the gentleman's name who's been on the last two times, but listening to him has been very funny, too. You guys obviously have a Daniel. real good Daniel. Daniel. So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So thanks for a great podcast that, you know, it's, it's always wonderful to hear things that are very centered and focused and relevant, you know, in, in this kind of a culture. So thank yeah, you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Susie and Pat. And I'm sure we'll hear from you again on the other side. So (laughs) thank you. All right. right. Good night and cheers. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at at LA Gone Fishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Larson Mary Sams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.